Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third and final episode of our favorite comics special here on Comment Section. We're going to finish talking about some of our favorite comics, so let's get into the first one. The one I'll bring up next is the next one I read recently. Okay. So I mentioned, I th- well, I think last episode about how July is always Batman month for me. Yes. So I decided I was going to reread one of my favorite Batman comics of all time. Yes. And that is from the late 1980s by Frank Miller and David Masekeli, Batman Year One. So, Batman Year One is, for me, when you're talking about, like, top ten Batman stories, which is very hard to, like, figure out yeah. which one, it, it's got to be in there, Batman Year One. Yeah. Um, We have it where... We're kind of showing the beginning of both Jim Gordon's journey and Batman's journey in the DC Universe. And we're seeing a Gotham City that clearly needs a Batman. It is just so corrupt. And it they did such a great job, Frank Miller did, with, and David Mazzucchelli, with showing a Gotham, what Gotham City is like before Batman. The kind of city that would create a Batman. Yeah. So we have it where Jim Gordon is our primary protagonist throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And we have it where um, Jim Gordon has to deal with how corrupt the Gotham Police Department is. And we see like how they beat him up at one time and say, hey, this is a message. And they remind him that he's got a pregnant wife at home. And there's even a moment where he talks about how he hopes that the test results come back negative that that his wife is pregnant because he doesn't want to raise a kid in this city. Yeah. And we see how corrupt the commissioner is, Commissioner Loeb, where Gordon's partner Flass talks about how he wants to kind of like rough up Gordon a little bit. And Loeb says, "Not you'll have to wait until two weeks till I'm out of town. And... We see uh, Bruce Wayne, who is just frustrated. He doesn't know what he's supposed to... He knows what he wants to do, but he's clearly missing a piece. Because he wants to scare criminals and fight criminals. But he's clearly missing a piece. And then (laughs) there's the moment where he's just in his father's den, dying, saying... Because he went out like in street clothes, trying to fight criminals, and it didn't work... And he's just like, I don't know what to do. And he's debating about ringing the bell. Because if he does it, Alfred will come and, like, save him from his injuries. And if he doesn't, he'll just lay there and die. And then he's asking, like, his his father, like, what am I supposed to do to make them afraid? And then the bat crashes in through the window. And he's like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And we see a Batman who is so hard on himself where um, he'll... He'll constantly say to himself, lucky amateur. <laughs> and we see why Gordon would trust Batman because he sees Batman isn't just a guy going out and just beating up people. He's like, save. he saves an old lady and later he saves Gordon's son. And we see the, like the budding friendship. And yeah. we also ha- see the origin of Catwoman. And also we see how corrupt, like, 
I, I wish they had done this more in Batman Begins, but we see the commissioner of police is having dinner at Carmine Falcone's house. Mm-hmm. And then there's this great scene. And also, Batman realizes that Gordon is the one he can trust because he hears about how all the cops hate Gordon. And there's this great moment where Commissioner Loeb, Carmen Falcone, all like kind of the criminals of Gotham City are together having dinner. And yeah. there's an explosion. And it's like one of my favorite moments in comics where there's an explosion, the lights go out, and Batman goes, Ladies, gentlemen, you've eaten well. You've eaten Gotham's spirit, its wealth. But from this moment on, none of you are safe. And then, like, you, you hear, like, Commissioner... And the next scene is the next day, and it's Commissioner Loeb yelling to Gordon, You get that vigilante instantly! And, oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Batman Year One, one of my favorite comics. Um, It does have some sequels. People can... It divulges into two different timelines. There's, like, the official DC Universe. You got... The Man Who Laughs, which is like the first time Batman meets Joker, who is referenced at the end of the story about how Gordon is on the roof talking about how um, there's some guy threatening to poison Gotham's water, calls himself the Joker. But I got a friend coming who might be able to help. And then we have the Long Halloween, which shows all the villains have come, and it shows the origin of Two-Face by Jeff Loeb. And then you have Dark Victory, which is also by Jeff Loeb, which tells the origin of Robin. And throughout those whole those four books, you kind of get the origin story of Batman, and then devolved into another timeline, the Frank Miller timeline. You have All-Star, Batman, and Robin, which tells... Um, Robin's origin then you have The Last Crusade which talk, talk tells the story about how Jason died Jason Todd died then you have The Dark Knight Returns kind of the last Batman story about how Batman comes out of retirement to face Two-Face Joker and Superman one last time then you also got the sequel Dark Knight 3 The Master Race the less said about Dark Knight Strikes Again the better <laughs> but yes yeah, so Batman Year One you, know, you just see they did a great animated movie of it, but you saw its influence in Batman Begins. I've been rewatching season one of Gotham, and you see its influence so much there. Probably there more than any other version. Yeah. And I think the Gotham City from the Joker movie probably took inspiration from that Gotham City. So, Batman Year One, one of the greats. Yeah, that's uh, obviously still on my must read list uh but i i instead of reading that i i did read um something that i only picked up because it looked cool dark knight's metal i have those in my bookshelf i haven't (laughs) read them yet they just look cool so i got the i got scott snyder one of my favorites yeah it's just uh oh yeah and this one has um uh sandman um but yeah, I uh, I only picked it up because of how cool they looked. I did read them all. Is that Greg uh, uh, Capella? Does it say Greg Capella or something? Yeah, in the art? yeah, yeah. It does. Oh, I love his art. Yeah, it, it's very it cool. it, looks like Batman the animated series. It, it was a strange place to like jump in, and it's a very it to me it felt like a hard to follow follow plot. But I was like, what's happening is cool. 
but uh, I did enjoy it, but I don't remember that much about it. I actually, um, I don't have much to say about that, so I'll quickly bring up uh, one other thing I wanted to get into. I kill giants. Oh, you do. We got your confession. <laughs> yes, there's my confession. Uh, I'm the the Lake Erie giant killer. Um, no, this is a... Uh, I remember going to a comic book store near us and just always hearing that this book was good, and I just picked it up. And then it took me like two years to actually read. Um, and I just read it in one sitting. And... I think that I think the fact that I waited so long to read it almost helped in a way because I had completely forgotten anything about the plot or why I picked it up to begin with. Um, but it kind of comes across as like a fantasy uh, it, it, adventure kind of thing, but it kind of has a twist that is, it is a very honestly heartbreaking and heartwarming story I I want to say this may be the only graphic novel or comic that has has made me cry it is really well, sad did you ruin the pages with your tears no I didn't but um <laughs> you're like but I'm oh god get away get away <laughs> although one thing I will say and this is it, it's one of, it's irks me there is a there is a typo in this comic book during one of the most dramatic moments so probably in between <laughs> tears I was like that's supposed to be why you are <laughs> I think that was what it was like because usually people do Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E that's usually the yeah. mistake this had Y-O-U apostrophe R-E instead of Y-O-U-R <laughs> which I was just that was supposed to be heartwarming it's probably just a, a mistake or an oversight but it doesn't make it any worse. It's a great... There's a movie of it that I have not seen. Um, do you know there's a mistake in Spider-Man issue 2 that I think in the graphic novel we have, they fixed it for? Oh, really? And uh, so in... Uh, in this? Yes. It's fixed? In the original yeah. version, which I have digital, Yeah. It's there's a typo. Throughout yeah. the whole book, throughout the whole issue, I think it's the one where he's fighting Vulture. Yeah, but where he's called did. Peter Palmer instead of Peter Parker. Oh, I have like a, a bookmark I made in like elementary school in here. What? <laughs> I just randomly opened it. And... <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, that's that's that. That's typos. That's I kill giants. Yes. Um, what else you got? Well, before we get into a news story, maybe I'll just, I want to make sure I quickly throw in some of my favorites. These are some ones I haven't reread recently, but I figured, why not? I'll bring them up. All right, so, I'm going to mention what I think might be my favorite Batman comic of all time. It might be... I go back and forth with it, but this is the one I kind of lean towards being my favorite. Which is lucky, because it's collected in four giant graphic novels. Because it was all throughout 1999. It is Batman No Man's Land. So, this storyline was where Gotham City had an earthquake. 
and the government officially said, you know what, Gotham, you are on your own. So what happened? The villains took over. It was Batman, uh, Robin, it was all the Batman family plus the GCPD who had to go against. Like, Joker ran a whole town. Um, Two-Face, Scarecrow has a section. Just all the villains had their own thing. And we had where, like, the, the stakes were raised. And there was this one moment where, if I remember it right, it was Bruce left Gotham to get funding. And Gordon was mad at Batman because Batman wasn't there for a while. And there's, like, a moment where he's in the garden with Gordon and, um... Just Gordon feels betrayed because, hey, Batman, where were where were you when we needed you? And Gordon's not looking, and Batman takes off the, his mask to try to say, hey, Gordon, let me explain. And then he goes, no, I don't want to know who you are because that's not what's important or something. And there's so many great moments in that book. I remember, like, the stakes are raised so much in there because you don't know if Gotham is going to be able to get through this. So, it's like, you have, it basically has every Batman villain ever in there. Almost every Batman character. And then, you have Lex Luthor, President Lex Luthor, in wow. there. <laughs> at one, you know, at one time, he used to seem so unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, so did the Penguin in Batman Returns, running from Mary. You'd be like... <laughs> That would never happen. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, there we go. But anyway, so it was so great. Such a great storyline. It's it's one that I remember. I remember reading it from the library and then bought, getting like the four big graphic novels. I think for like my birthday or something. So it's great. I remember being so excited to see it done in Dark Knight Rises, which they didn't do very good but they did do it for the final season at Gotham that's pretty much what the whole final season is and I thought they did such a great job capturing the story so there was that and for me like of all like the superhero shows I would say Smallville overall is the best one Mm-hmm. And got, of all, like, the ended shows, Gotham is number two. And then Arrow is beneath <clears throat> it. But if we get into individual seasons, Gotham season five, there's an argument to be made that it's the best season of a superhero show, in my opinion, ever made. Wow. So, Big. I, we're also competing against Smallville seasons nine and ten, and Arrow season two, and Flash season three, but... There's an argument that could be made that's the best one. Yeah. That that final season was the best season of superhero television, in my opinion. So, it's great. Did you ever hear, have you heard anything about Batman No Man's Land? Only a bit. Um, I haven't read it, but I've, I've, I've heard of it as a good one. Um, <clears throat> wait, is that one that was, like, one of the many that was mashed into Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Oh, I thought so. That's where I've heard of it. Yeah, Did I, I haven't read t- that one either. Maybe I never told you this. Did I ever tell you how the last two episodes of Gotham 
redo the Dark Knight Rises, but do it good. Oh, I think I think you did mention that actually. That, like, um, yeah, like Bane has the same plot. He's working for Rachel Ghoul's daughter, and I'm just like, wow, they actually did it right. <laughs> Those yeah. brilliant people. <laughs> yeah. Wow, they did the unthinkable. <laughs> I know Bane is actually very interesting in there. Yeah. And there's this awesome moment where um where Lucius gave Bruce these to these tools for when he was going to go out and he said these are these things attract certain kinds of animals. So there's a moment where Bruce is fighting Bane with with uh Selina and he throws the sonar and guess what comes attacking at Bane? Bats. Oh, it's so awesome. That is awesome. Oh yeah. So if anyone ever wants to see a very good version of Bane, those last it's the set third and second to last episode of Gotham that he's in that are very good. So and nice. I also wanted to mention this other one that because you know, we'll try to this will be our last one where we do come the end of our special, but I wanted to make sure I brought up a few other ones. A Superman one. My favorite Superman storyline of all time. Well, comic book of all time. Is by Mark Wade, I believe from 2003, called Superman Birthright. And this is where they retold the origin of Superman. And the way I best describe it is, what if Sam Raimi in 2003 had done a Superman movie instead of a Spider-Man movie. That's wow. pretty much my <laughs> description of Superman Birthright, my favorite Superman comic of all time. So we have it where Clark, we see the origin of you know, him growing up in Smallville, but he leaves. We see him travel the world for a little bit, and he goes back home to Smallville and then to Metropolis. And there are so many just great moments and one that sticks out to me is where Clark is it's like his first day at the Daily Planet and he's memes everyone and he's kind of like Clark Kent the bumbling fool you know yeah and then everyone from the Daily Planet goes out to like uh, like like to the bar after work and like I think Lois is talking about how like um, Clark's nice, but he's kind of a loser. And then it cuts to Clark at back of the Daily Planet office, and he's like, listen, he's using his super hearing to hear what everyone is talking about at the bar. So we saw right. like it was a very personal story of Superman, and like there's one moment where um, we see how Jonathan Kent f- expresses his frustration about how. He doesn't have all the answers. Like, as a father, he didn't have all the answers that uh, Clark needed growing up. And I remember... This was another one I got just from the library. It was from, I believe, 8th grade. Because it happened... I read it when... At our school, we used to have these deer days. Remember the deer days? Drop everything and read. Oh, yeah. So I, I had gone to the library and I had gotten that comic. Now, I'd always been a fan of Superman, but for like a long time I had been like, you know, I like Superman, but you know, I was kind of like how a lot of other people were about how thinking, uh, he's 
he's so nice. He's a, he's a little, he has so much power. I don't know. Like, I liked him, mm-hmm. but I wasn't as big. Like, I love Smallville. And I was like, well, I like Smallville a lot, but I wasn't as much of a fan of Superman. And I just remember reading this, and it, it totally changed my view of what happens to Clark Kent when he puts on the suit. Yeah. Suddenly, I was like, wow, this there's something here with this character. So, And we also um, had Lex Luthor, which showed his friendship with Clark growing up in Smallville. So... <laughs> So much great stuff. So, for any my favorite Superman storyline of all time, Superman Birthright by Mark Wade. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, do we want to do another news topic between? Yeah, uh, sure. Comics. All right. All right. Well, this one's official news story, and then there's one that's just like a quote or something that's pretty important. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I guess we can smash them together. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, normally during these Comic-Con specials, we'll talk about the upcoming DC animated movies. Now, obviously, we can't really talk about them because they're going to announce them probably during the DC fandom thing, I'm expecting. Yeah. But we have known for a while that there was going to be a Batman Death in the Family short film coming to blu-ray and we got some more we had we had an official trailer come out for it and what there were a few things that stuck out but two in particular and i'll mention the first thing first and the big one no i heard that they had do- dropped a trailer for this and you know what my first thought was what please be kevin conroy and mark hamill please be kevin conroy <laughs> and mark hamill so i go to it and it's not kevin conroy and mark hamill but it is literally the next best thing. The thing oh. that would make me still be excited for it. Like, if yeah. we can't have Kevin Conner and Mark Hamill, oh, they got these guys. And we haven't had them together in 10 years. Together, at least. It is Bruce Greenwood returning as Batman and John DiMaggio returning as the Joker. Oh. The last time they had been together was the anime, was 10 years ago in Batman Under the Red Hood. Oh, now we do have a, a specific memory of Batman Under the Red Hood from ten years ago. Do you remember what that was? You may not. Uh, it's wait, it's very familiar. It's almost ringing a bell. Yes, I, I don't, I don't know. We were at like a band camp thing. Oh and yeah, that's what. <laughs> the whole week, I kept on calling my mom saying, "Yeah, mom." Did you pick up the Batman DVD? Mom, I don't know if you know how important this is. I need it. And then the ride home from there, I was watching on a portable DVD player being like, (gasps) Wow. Oh, man. Immediate. (laughs) Yes. Tied with Mask of the Phantasm as my favorite Batman movie of all time. Imagine if we lived in a a time with more... uh, with better smartphones and data and stuff because you probably could have like <laughs> bought it on iTunes and then like watched it. Oh from my God. Camp. Could you imagine you? Yeah. <laughs> you, the whole time you'd be like, you gotta see this thing. It's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So yes, so this move. There's also another inch. So that already, I'm excited for this, and it's basically yeah. a prequel to that animated movie. But then another thing, another interesting thing they announced is about it. It's going to be an interactive movie, just like how in the comics you vote about if Jason Todd lives or dies. In this movie, you make choices that affect what happened. So you choose if Jason Todd lives or dies. Now, at the same time, they did say that you that you can have the option to just watch it by itself. Like you can watch the adaptation of Death at a Family, and then the two other alternate versions. But huh. still, I'm just like. Wow, that's pretty. You get to choose? Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) My favorite comment I saw was this is the only way Star Wars fans would be happy with a new movie. Oh, yeah. They did that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, yes. First time I watch it, I'm just going to watch the straight adaption by itself. But man, right afterwards, I'm I'm choosing everything. I'm like, I want him to live. I want him to die. I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Hours and hours of fun. So I wonder if that's kind of like um I should play it just to um just to comment it on about here but the like the Batman Telltale game. Oh yeah, I have it. Uh, oh, yeah. I've played a lot of games like that. I like those kind of games where it's basically just a movie <laughs> and Did you you're ever play it. the um I only got to play the first level cuz it was free, but did you ever play the Walking Dead one? Um I've watched it. I um so yeah, I've I've seen a bit of it. But. My favorite thing is playing the games normal because I only got the first level for free, but I have the whole Batman one. Yeah, was playing Walking Dead for free the normal way, yeah. and playing it again, but as an a hole. Yeah, just jerked <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Didn't Telltale go out of business? Maybe. My- my favorite that I uh, have spent the most money on is the Life is Strange series, which is not a Telltale one, but it's very similar, so I probably didn't help. I probably did not help the cause of Telltale. It does say was on Wikipedia. Uh, but it says there's a successor. Oh, oh really? there's a new one, Telltale Games. 2018 to present. Still, I really like these Telltale games. Oh, I have Back to the Future on my right. PS3 that I've never done. I had the first level for free that I've never done anything with. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks like they've got a lot of canceled. There's a canceled Game of Thrones and a canceled Stranger Things one. Well. So, I don't know. That part doesn't look good, but we'll see. Um. So, what do you think about this animated movie that they're planning on doing? Uh, that sounds interactive movie. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it does. It reminds me of that, but leaning way more into the movie aspect. It's kind of interesting to have uh, created different, and it almost kind of makes me want to see a a game of that like interactive story style, but it's like. 2D animated. It would be oh, kind of yeah. cool. Um, rather than like 
video game regular like three video game graphics but yeah it's interesting i mean um it kind of there's a part of me that it's like i i'm always someone where I'm like but what really happened as yes. if it as if it matters but um that's well a, you know what really, really cool. happens because there's a sequel but <laughs> yeah of course so since I mentioned that about how like people mentioned my favorite comment being like, this is the only way Star Wars fans will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Which way would you have chosen? Would you have chosen to go the last Jedi riot route or Rise of Skywalker route? Um definitely I mean definitely the last Jedi. <laughs> I, I I like I like, look at I, all those down votes. I know. I had I to I mean it's, well, a, it's a very controversial the the topic. Like force Force Awakens, people were jammed, but Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, very controversial yeah. topics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even... Like, I, I thought Rise of Skywalker was fine, but I do disagree with almost all of the story decisions. <laughs> Just clearly, like, trying to undo The Last Jedi uh, and make The Last Jedi seem like... This I was remember, all lies. <laughs> I like The Last... I, I mean... I like Rise of Skywalker, but they did so many things I didn't want them to do. Yeah, exactly. All right, now, this will be our final news topic. And I don't know if we'll... Well, I, since we didn't stop the recording, I don't know how much time we have. But, yeah, right. I don't know. We could always do one more comic and then wrap it up with some rabbit holes. Yeah, sure. All right. So this was a quote recently. By Patty Jenkins, director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, by the way, I almost feel like we should give a PSA. Oh. <laughs> oh, because something happened recently. Not not related to this story. Well, kind of. Did So, obviously, Wonder Woman was planned to come out in June, right? Yeah. But it got delayed. But you know what didn't get delayed? The merchandise, including a junior novelization, which has the whole plot oh, of the movie. That's weird. Why? I've been debating buying it or waiting for the movie. I'll be honest. If this were a Batman thing, oh, if this were like the Batman or the Flash, I, I'd instantly, I'd instantly. Oh. That's Bye. interesting. You don't even care about like getting the movie experience. You just I want... figure I'd rather spoil it myself than have someone else spoil oh, it. Oh yeah, that's true. At least I can get a little bit of dialogue versus this is what happens at the end. Like yeah. the, apparently we already know how Steve Trevor's gonna come back. The client, like the whole movie's basically out there now. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. So guys, be careful with spoilers. So wh what would you do in this situation? Because it's it's not Superman, Batman, or one of the previous Spider-Men. Like, like, like if it was Spider-Verse two, oh, I'm buying that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm. What, what, what would, what, what are you doing? Would you buy it? Like, let's say you were at the library and you saw it there. In a would, would you read yeah, it? Yeah, this is this is a real situation that could happen. Actually, um. I think, um, I don't think I want to be spoiled before the movie. I think I'd rather but, get that in the movie. What about, like, if it was, what if it was, like, 
The Last Jedi novelization. Right before it came out or something? No, no I would just... Six or, months before it came out. Oh, right. Um, would you risk another Han Solo incident, or would you do it yourself? I think I would... <laughs> I think I would shut off from society. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I. I would want to. You see it wouldn't in the movie. say this is my destiny. I can hold it in my hands. <laughs> I choose no. what happens. No. No. I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So there. There isn't like a movie now. Like I'll be, the Batman, Spider Man to the Spider Verse two. The Flash movie if it has Michael Keaton. I. Snyder Cut? I'm getting those. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading them. So you're saying there's no movie that would make you do that? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think I'd just rather stop using the internet for days. All right. or, or months, I guess. <laughs> uh, goodbye, world. I'm going <laughs> to a cabin. You would write out. on Facebook, goodbye, cruel world, and people would be like, hey, what's going on? Why aren't just you for responding? six months. <laughs> yeah. And then um and then <laughs> and then you come back to Facebook and say, Hey guys, the movie's pretty good. And then someone writes, To think I sent your mother flowers, you jerk. <laughs> to think I sent her a card, a gift card, everything. <laughs> and then you just and then your mom responds, I thought they were just being nice. Yeah. I didn't know that I thought my son was dead. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if we can keep this in here, okay? Yeah. I don't think this is a political question, but some people might. Okay. So we are saying this. Maybe we'll cut it. Maybe we won't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, you're back at the library, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with not normal services, but yeah. Okay. Now... You know, I'm assuming, like, at movie theaters, when, like, Endgame or Force Awakens came out, that was kind of, like, their big event. Like, all right, guys, be ready. Yeah. This is going to be a rough one. Right. Was there kind of, like, any hype from the library about the Trump niece book? Oh, right. Was Um, there anyone calling, like, you got it yet? You got it yet? Was there like um, a, a like a two year wait list to get to it, or I I think that there's a ton of copies. I've I have seen uh, copies um, coming in on on the the like the new book shelves and stuff. Um, I I actually I wish I'm curious. Actually, you know, I'm gonna check now how many holds are on it, um, which you can just do on the website. Uh, God, I forgot. Hopefully it comes up if I just search Mary Trump. Was um, there, like, a line outside? People camping be like, I need to be the first one because I'm too cheap to buy yeah. it. I mean, the thing is, right now, it's, um, it's uh, like, it's a service where you have to either go, like, park in the parking lot or walk up to the door and the books are brought out to you. Oh. Um, curbside pickup kind of thing. Um, and so... Um, it. I don't know always what books are in the bags that because um, I'm not the one putting them in there. But um, let's see. Book 
<laughs> there's 60 holds um, <laughs> on just the book. The ebook has 55 holds on it, and the audiobook has 36 holds on it. Um, I mean, that sounds pretty big. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it is. Um, and there's for th- for the book, there are 16 copies. So basically, um, <laughs> that chunk is, is circulating. There's 16 um, in like the whole district. Y- yeah, like uh, amongst all of them, which um, it it is a lot. And if it does sound low, um, that that is a lot because like uh, usually they under they they get less books because like after it's the hype is over, you don't need that many copies. Yeah. So 16 is a lot. And when did it come out? Like two months ago. Uh, um, yeah, it, it was recently, a month or two. I feel like it only came out a month ago. I feel like I saw a July sticker on it. Yeah, July. <laughs> wow, the hype yeah. is still going. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get any phone calls? Being like, is it in yet? Is it in yet? Is it in yet? <laughs> I'm kind of. I wish that I was on that end of it because I, I pretty much I've just been the person like I uh, check returned books in, which is where I have seen I have seen some returned, um, but I, I haven't been answering calls or like get putting the books in the bag to bring out to people. I've just been bringing them out to people. So I'm tempted to peek in a bag and see. Oh, look! Every single one has. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I would like to have thought there was like kind of like in the good old days a blockbuster, where yeah. you could um, camp out and wait for a new release like Titanic. <laughs> that, that would be cool. Did you hear about what's happening to the last blockbuster? No. What was it? I think it's being. They said it's being turned to like an Airbnb or something. Oh. Wow. I don't know fully what that means, but. So you can like you sleep can... in a blockbuster. <laughs> oh yeah, they said like there'll be like um, it can be like it'll be like in an old retro style living room with like sleeping bags. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's kind of kind of cool. <laughs> I hope it's like an old square TV. Yeah, I have this. I think my most vividly 90s memory of my life is um, uh, being very young and being, like, invited over to, like, my next-door neighbor's house. Uh, uh, And I went inside, and they're, like, a bunch of our friends are downstairs, and I went down into their basement, and... It was just a group of of kids all sitting on, like, beanbag chairs playing Sonic the Hedgehog on a square (laughs) TV. And I just, only in retrospect was how I, like, like, sometimes I, you remember the 90s much better than me, even though we're about the same age. But that's that's one thing I look back on, and I'm like, I was alive during that time, and that is evidenced (laughs) by that weird memory. You want to hear a very 90s thing that happened to me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. This, I, I think it was like a video master. I had gotten, I wanted like a Power Rangers VHS to rent. So I find one and I rent it. I'm so excited, okay? 
I get home, I pop it into the VCR, and suddenly Timon and Pumbaa pop up. I'm like, wait, what? Because it <laughs> turned out someone had switched the tapes and oh. put that behind the box. Because remember, if you were at like a video rental store, yeah, it was always in like a clear, yeah, plastic be case the, behind the actual case the that actual, the owner would have. Yeah, boy, was I. In tears. In tears. <laughs> I was going to say, that could have turned out a lot worse. It could have oh. been like Silence of the Lambs or something. Like <laughs> Suddenly there's jazz music, and I'm like, Mommy, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Get the spoon, scoop out his eyes. He can't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. But. Yeah. Boy, we fell down that rabbit hole, didn't we? Yeah, this is quite a rabbit hole. <laughs> yes. But moving back to our topic. Yes. Patty Jenkins made a comment recently, which is pretty big, about how Wonder Woman 3 will probably be her last one. Hmm. So, what do we think about that? Because I'll just say this first. This makes me think, okay... Wonder Woman 1984 will be the last good movie, hopefully, <laughs> of the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman era. Because when Christopher Nolan made The Dark Knight Rises, he opened Pandora's box of giving superheroes these crappy endings. No longer was it just, okay, we'll just go off to the next adventure like the comics. It w- Wonder Woman 3, she'll either lose her powers and retire or die or something. So I, I really, I've lost all interest in Wonder Woman 3, which makes Wonder Woman 1984 even more special. Yeah. Because I think they'll probably just reboot after the third one. Especially because it's like, okay, eat, gain... You know, probably this one will have naturally come to a close, and it'll be time yeah. for a new iteration. Yeah. So... What do you think will happen with Wonder Woman? Do you think... Well, what do you think about Patty Jenkins leaving? Actually, I would actually like her to leave after this one. Because I think... I mean, look at the, like, the superhero movies. Where you had, like, the Russo brothers with Winter Soldier. Uh, Shane Black with Iron Man 3. Or... Uh, Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. It re-energizes a franchise to have a new director. Yeah. And I don't think with Wonder Woman 3, it's... I don't don't think they will make a Wonder Woman 4, just because that's where... It feels like it's just trilogy reboot, trilogy reboot, trilogy reboot. Yeah. Or if you're Marvel, you just toss it away. Whatever. But still... What what do you think about? I'd almost feel like it would kind of re-energize it to yeah. have a new set of eyes, but at the same time, it's like if they're just gonna end it, it's not like Christopher Reeve Superman where they kept planning on going on and on and on, or yeah, Burn Schumacher. It's just I'm guessing this will be the end of it, and eventually they'll just start over. So yeah, so at that <clears throat> point wasn't matter anymore yeah but still what do you think about these words that patty jenkins it will be her last wonder woman movie 
Yeah. No, I, um, I I don't think if she stays, I don't think she'll be like a Christopher Nolan and just phone it in for the last one. Right. Because, I mean, we watched Dark Knight Rises for 50. <laughs> he clearly phoned it in. There was clearly not a lot of care in that movie. Right. And it also showed he clearly never understood the character. But, so, what do you think with about, with Wonder Woman 3, the, about her, this possibly being her last one, and what do you think will happen? Will we see more of the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman after this, or are you kind of thinking like I am, where I think they're just going to call it quits and reboot? I mean, I mean realistically, I do... Th- my guess, because at one point we were talking about if there was even going to be a third one, that there might only be two. Uh, but um, I, I think that most likely I would see that it being a trilogy, and then it's just over after that. Um, but I do think it would be if if the if they did do like she left after 1984, and then another like qualified uh director for directing wonder woman came in and did even like two more movies and have like a burton schumacher sort of uh uh quadrology like that kind of thing would be cool and i think it it would it would give more life to the character i would like that but do you think they would do that do you think they would i don't they would do a number four this is a case of my wish versus reality my wish would be uh, she does two. Someone else I mean, with new eyes does another two. At one time, there was a plan to have an Amazing Spider-Man 4. Right. Um, but And Mark Webb was going to leave, and he was going to still stay on, but there was going to be a new director taking over the series after the third one. Yeah. I mean, I think the, that would probably make for better movies, but I think it's probably going to be a trilogy with her doing all of them. Yeah, I would have I would have loved to have seen just kind of like the comics, like you have a new director, a new actress take over the role as Wonder Woman and just keep going, but it just feels like it feels like we're in a time right now where everyone wants everything to be so continuity driven. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, we have one overarching story. We can't contradict anything. Despite how Wonder Woman 1984 is going to retcon Batman vs. Superman Justice League. But it doesn't... I don't know. My hope is that this move... My hope is that for these movies that they'll kind of follow... When I was watching the 89-97 Batman series, I missed when you know, the movie was just the movie and it wasn't set up for payoff later it was just they were all Batman it was all one series but they were all standalone stories like it had beginning middle end in one movie then next one was its own separate story and kept going like that yeah so you think after Wonder Woman 3 the Gal Gadot era is over or I, I I do think so because like like um like you said, I, I think that there's just a lot less. Um, the continuity is almost certainly going to remain strong because of um, the uh, climate of what people expect in a in a storyline. So, um, 
I don't see something like uh, Burton Schumacher, like where there's four movies, two different directors, three different uh, lead actors. Like that doesn't seem like something that would happen today. Yeah, you know what? So I've been watching a lot of uh, Family Matters. No one knows that title. It's the Urkel Show. <laughs> you know, in the final season, they recast the mom. And I was like, you know what? I'm so glad they did that. Because I'm just... I get tired of the actors controlling what happens to the character. Yeah. And I say this a little bit in jest, but let's just be honest. In the new Marvel era, who gets a fourth movie? It's not Iron Man. It's not Cap. It's Thor. Literally nobody's favorite character. (laughs) I mean, really? Thor? Out of all... Thor... He's getting a fourth movie? Come on. Right. And then you have all these people, well, Captain America and Iron Man serve their purpose, but they still have one for Thor. Yeah, if you want to believe that, go ahead. (laughs) You're full of crap. It's it's because the actors chose what happened, and because Doolittle flopped, get ready, Iron Man's going to come back to life. (laughs) Right. Oh, by the way, I don't know if this will be our last episode before Black Widow, but I still say... Robert Downey Jr.'s in there. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll wait for it then. You know, I also noticed... I swear I saw a recent interview with him and he had the Tony Stark beard. Yeah, uh, again? Like, again. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, if you, uh, if you... Like, if you think about it, if you were directing a movie, you don't want him to have the Tony Stark beard because people will associate him with that. Yeah. You'd want him fully shaved. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, point. I, I think he's in Iron Man. I, I, I think he's in Black Widow. What do you think? I, when, well, when you, uh, what was the, ori- the original one was you thought he was going to be in Far From Home? Yeah, um, but when did, it was because the interviews that they were doing during Endgame, which, when did Black Widow film? Um, but yeah, I think, um, that really blew my mind initially, so I was, I just... Filming began May 28, 2019, right around the time, about a month after the Endgame press tour, where he had the beard. Yeah. And Endgame, and remember, everyone else looked different. Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo... But Robert Downey Jr. looked like Tony Stark. Why would he yeah. look like that? Because that's not... He doesn't normally really have point. the beard. Yeah. No, I think... I think if we... we I think if we didn't see it completely in, in Far From Home, it's probably going to be um, Black Widow then. All right. Do you think he's in... Do you think Captain America's in there? Like a post... Like this... Because it's between Civil War and Infinity War, it makes sense for Cap to be there. But do you think he would be there? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess it feels like maybe they would only bring back... I don't know. I don't know if they'd bring back a bunch of major characters in Well, I mean, for like a post-credit scene. Right. I could see I could see that if they if like uh Iron Man is in the movie but then just a post credits 
So maybe if the timeline does work out that way. Yes. All right. So how far are we into this? Oh, did you want to list off two more quick comics we'll rapid fire quick comics and then rabbit hole yeah sure i have a couple quick ones here i really wanted to bring up uh one of my favorite comic artists slash authors chunji ito this is actually i'm not really into most manga but this is a really good it's really a different style than most manga, but it's it's like a horror series. You can see it's almost like scary stories to tell in the dark, just horrifying oh, art. Wow. First and, I was like, what's that sticker? <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, the art is very uncomfortable to look at, and it, it's just takes things like the story of Frankenstein, for example, and kind of just really shines... Uh, like, does a lot of adaptions like that and really shines like uh, just how grotesque that story would really be if you were to take it to its logical extreme um also another one the drifting classroom um another thing i kind of checked out just because it looked cool but it's another horror uh, story that is like uh it's almost like a more messed up version of uh lord of the flies or something which is uh, what i've seen a lot of the reviews say but it's uh kids who are trapped in a school that like basically got shifted to another dimension and now uh they have to fend for themselves uh just a bunch of like grade one through five kids just in this horror dimension it's it's pretty crazy so and it's pretty hefty for a com for a comic oh wow there's there's a lot but yeah, it's just now being officially released in English, so I'm catching up. There so we that's, go. That's probably my that's probably my last two. I have some others here, but uh, those are some of my main favorites I've read in the last year or so. All right, I'll bring up my last three, and then we'll end it with some rabbit hole. All right, all right. You know the. They say you always love your first love, apparently. And the thing that got me into comics, like I had bought in a Superman Batman comic from 1999, but the thing that got me into comics and kept me going was the Amazing Spider-Man by J. Michael Staczynski run. This is the one where Peter Parker was a high school teacher as old high school science teacher he was having problems with Mary Jane she had gone to California while he stayed in New York yeah and there are so many I mean this whole run is so great I'll just talk about the first kind of arc that they did they had it where no 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 I'll do the second arc That that's the one I got into first got into they had this arc where it was about how Aunt May found out that Peter was Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's where she walks into his apartment, she sees him all bloody and bandaged up, and she's holding his torn-up costume. And during this time, Peter is investigating because one of his students he sees is struggling, and he finds out from one of the other teachers that, yeah, their parents left when they were younger, 
now they're kind of on their own and he goes to talk to her and he's kind of introduced to um, this group of kids who's like living in like an abandoned subway hall or whatever yeah not not the restaurant like subway like in New York yeah. Trey gotcha <laughs> yeah so there's that and he's trying to help her and he realizes that um he learns about how her brother is a junkie and how a bad guy is trying to like kidnap that kidnap kids to take to a bad guy who work works for one of Doctor Strange's arch enemies. It was yeah. really like we had seen Peter Parker grow up um go through the issues of like what teens were going through in the 60s and 70s. And we saw Peter Parker at a different stage in his life, but witnessing the events that kids in the 21st century were going through. And so that was great. We had Peter talk with Aunt May about finding out that he was Spider-Man. And <laughs> there's this great moment where um, where um, he talks about how he wanted to tell her all this time. And she said, Peter, I knew something was up this whole time, but I just thought you were gay. <laughs> there was that. And then there's um, the moment where Peter talks about why he does it. It's because of what happened with Uncle Ben. And yeah. then Aunt May reveals about how she had some guilt because she and Ben had had a fight that last day. And it was something about how he... Something about how he was outside or whatever. And if... Something about how if they had not had that fight, he would have been safe from the burglar or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think he went for a walk and the burglar shot him. Or something. Like, he came back from his walk and the burglar shot him or something. And the last time Aunt May saw him, they were in a fight. So we saw that. We saw kind of Peter fix his marriage with Mary Jane. And one of my favorite moments is, like, you see them when they're interacting and Captain America is there. And, you know, because she knows Spider-Man, she's so excited to meet Captain America. And she's like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man. But Captain America. And he's like, come on, Mary Jane. Come on, you know me. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. The J. Michael Straczynski run of... The Amazing Spider-Man, so great. Um, the first issue I got was the one where he interviews to be a high school science teacher, and like there was like a former student who comes, and this this happened like a few years after Columbine. So like mm-hmm. a former student comes and starts shooting the school, and Spider-Man has to stop has to stop him. And, like, one of the things he says is he sees how, like, after that moment, it's kind of like he feels like Spider-Man can help, like, stop crime, but maybe Peter Parker can also help these students with their future. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was just great. It's, man, I want to see a movie version of that era yeah. of Spider-Man so much. Like, we've had, I, I get, high school... That was the beginning of the Stan Lee era. But, man, I would love to see that. I, if Spider-Verse 2 shows Peter's, like, regular life, I would love to have him be the high school science teacher. Also, yeah, I'll cool. mention these last two comics. You know, sometimes you take for granted how lucky you were in your youth. 
Because when I started getting into the comics, they had this own special universe for people who were just starting out getting into comics called the Ultimate Marvel Universe, which I mentioned a lot in here. And I'll talk about the first uh, graphic novel, Ultimate Spider-Man, Volume 1, where they redid the origin story. And instead of just telling it like um, the one you have, the one that we both have, yes. they showed... Which, the origin takes place in 16 pages. There it is. The, <laughs> this origin took place over seven issues. We have more time to get into... Uh, we have more time with Uncle Ben. And then he dies in issue four. And we saw a Peter Parker growing up in the 21st century. Because it came out in October 2000. Yeah. And it was such a great book. It showed what Peter would be like in the 21st century. Um, there was also... They also had Norman Osborn. It was the first time it showed that Norman Osborn and Osborn, they created Spider-Man with the spider bite um, at field trip that he took there. And we saw Spider-Man, like, we saw more of his, like, stuff in high school obviously because the stories instead of just one single story they went throughout like seven issues like for each storyline and like the goblin was awesome he was like this big giant hulk type thing and we we saw a lot of that go into we saw um go into the sam raimi spider-man but that first amazing spot amazing spider-man with andrew garfield you could just call ultimate spider-man the movie because there's so much stuff from that book in there. Like where you have Peter goes to the construction site to figure out his powers. Like remember where he's like there, he's like swinging on the chains and stuff. Yeah. The last time he talks with Uncle Ben, <coughs> he talks, Uncle Ben tells him about his father's philosophy and he yells them, where is he? Except in the comic, it's at a party where there's drinking. Uncle Ben goes to pick Peter up, and he tells him that, and he runs away. And that's the last interaction is, well, if if my dad was so responsible, then where is he now? And stuff like that. And I thought it, it was such a great comic. Still one of the best runs of comic books, Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. The last one I'll mention is another Ultimate comic, Ultimate X-Men. Once again, this took the X-Men, put them in the 21st century. We have it where the government has signed off for these giant robots called Sentinels to capture up to capture mutants. And the reason is because Magneto has already formed his army as making threats against people. And what they did with Wolverine was very interesting because we find out in the first issue that Wolverine is working for Magneto. And he sends Wolverine to infiltrate and join the X-Men with the goal of later killing Charles Xavier. And then he obviously falls in love with Jean Grey. And then it's like throughout the issues that he Wolverine, who was supposed to kill Xavier, realizes, wow, what this guy is doing makes sense. And then he turns on Magneto. Yeah. So, yeah, it was awesome. So, Ultimate Spider-Man, <coughs> Ultimate X-Men. There we go. There we go. For, yes. 
some of the best special. comics. Yes, there we go. Do we want to wrap it up with some rabbit hole? Let's do it. You know, before we get into this, I wanted to show you one of the most awkward moments in comic history. Oh. <laughs> and I want you to react. I want you to read it, okay? I'm going to yeah. send you some screenshots. And I, I should have prepared this before. And I apologize for not doing that before. That's on me. All right, so let's see. <laughs> I saw some... Look at those <laughs> comics. I'm really into visual gags today. I know, I should have brought... <laughs> uh, so you're sending it to... I'll send it through uh, Facebook. Okay. All right, it's just two panels. All right. <laughs> this is like one of those awkward. Oh no. All right, okay, three panels. I will send them to you through Facebook. I want you to read them out loud, okay? Okay. <laughs> Cuz I want you to figure this is where people say the ultimate universe kind of died. No. Oh. <laughs> All right, one, two, three. I want you to read them out loud. All right, I sent them on Facebook. <laughs> okay, I got them. I want you to okay, read them out so loud. There's three. There's right. three. <clears throat> read okay. who's saying it, and I want you to read the dialogue. Um, who is this person next to Captain America? Okay, so it's a it's a picture of uh, Captain America standing next to a woman with I think orange it's um, hair. Wasp. Let me. Okay. Bring oh it yeah, up real I quick. see the wing. Yeah, um, Wasp. So she says, "It's what happens when your 1944 brain can't process present day anything." Oh wait, Captain- wait, just before we start, they're talking about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Remember the twins? Yeah. All right. Okay. Then Captain America says, I looked into Pietro's eyes. He wanted to kill me. Uh, Wasp says, You don't get it, Mr. Rogers, do you? They love each other. Of course they do. They're brother and sister. No, it's more than that. They're in love. They are brother and sister. And then um, this other guy coming in says, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, it's Hawkeye. Yep, and if you think we've got a problem with that Tony Stark sex video, just wait until somebody in the media figures them out, and someone will. (laughs) What? Pietro, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are brother and sister, but they were hooking up. Wow. A real Luke and Leia thing. (laughs) Yes. And I didn't send it, but in the next issue, we find out Wolverine knew because he watched. (laughs) What? He watched them in the jungle get at it. What? Why? (laughs) Why any of that? Um, well... Now you know why the Ultimate Universe doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, we've got our 
I guess. They say Jeff Loeb killed instead. the ultimate Marvel universe. Yeah. <laughs> Great with DC, not so much with Marvel. Yes, luckily you have the proper Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Yes. So, maybe I'll end the Zoom recording and we'll wrap this up with some rabbit hole. All right. All right. Oops. All oh. Just realized I had to switch microphones. I mean, uh, head things. Yeah. All right. Let me plug this in. All right. All right. Most I tried to keep very comic booky. Yeah. In light of our special. Then let's do this. All right. So, the first question that the first rabbit hole I will ask is Well, I, you may have answered this. Which version of a superhero have you spent the most time with this summer? Um. <clears throat> Which version, um, like, and which character and which version of that character have you spent the most time with this summer? Well, I guess, I mean, the, if we're talking comics, then, yeah, the, uh, Spidey. Uh, Spidey, the Marvel Universe, Earth 616 Spidey. Exactly. Yes, so for me... The one I spent the most time with, I realized, was the Superman from the 1950s TV show starring George Reeves. Oh, yeah? I've been watching that show a lot. Maybe part of it is because I'm, I'm ready for that Superman show to finally come. Yeah. Counting down, so hyped. You yeah. know what I realized? What? If this Wonder Woman movie gets delayed to 2021, which I think it will... 2021 there's a possibility we'll have a new superman show a wonder woman movie and a batman movie which, wow <laughs> yeah that's if awesome. that does happen what a year what a year it will be <laughs> yeah what a year i'm sure everything will be fine completely yes. fine by then we can only hope all <laughs> yeah. right now let's say there's going to be an ama crisis on infinite earths okay yeah now, in the show, there were seven paragons, okay? Seven heroes throughout the multiverse that could save the world. Yeah. All right. Which seven paragons throughout the entire DC universe, live action or anime, would you choose to be the seven paragons? Um, so this the- can be throughout all of live action, throughout all of animation. So seven the, heroes. The Paragons being seven heroes. Okay. Um, and you can have repeats if you want, because why not? So, and you're we're talking. Are we doing just the character or specific versions of the character? Specific versions. Got it. That thus the repeats. Um, I'm gonna throw a couple of Batman's in there, probably. All um, right. 
I'm gonna have uh, uh, both Keaton and Val Kilmer Batman. You gotta have two Batman. All um, right. I'm Which gonna... we can say because even though they're the same versions, you could have them from different times. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I wanted it to be confusing in a wonderful way. Um, yes. Uh, I would have Superman, uh, but Smallville. All I would right. have, um, let's see. Um,. Because this is, again, like, all I tend to be familiar with, uh, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. All um, right, we got four. So, great character, only version I'm super familiar with. Um, three more. Um, what I, you know, with, with DC characters, a lot of the more familiar versions for me are from video games um I could have another um I kind of want to have the flash but I don't know like what version I'm gonna uh I'm going to say whatever, <laughs> uh, basically as it's just a stand-in for The Flash, and I'm willing to change this to a better one, but um, uh, f- from the Injustice games, just because I'm familiar with that. All right, um, two more. <laughs> um, another Batman, from Batman from the animated series. Oh, yes. And... Uh, Let's see. Um, let me uh, hold on. I know. I know. I'll do um, another Wonder Woman, but it's from the the comics the uh, okay the comics I wonder ju- woman yeah <laughs> all right so i haven't put thoughts into this but i'll just try to think of some right now but the first one i have to choose is batman from batman the animated series yeah then i'll choose tom welling from smallville i'll choose Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I'll choose The Flash from the 90s TV show. Green Arrow from Arrow. And then my other two will be Christopher Reeve's Superman and Adam West's Batman. Okay. I was wondering if you were going to have any repeats because I I was like it's too I want to have just the coolest heroes but with all repeats yes Um, (laughs) a lot of those are similar yes alright so same question but with Marvel with Secret Wars seven paragons of the Marvel multiverse okay um 
three have already come to mind here <laughs> and they get i had three batman i'm also gonna have three spider-man it's gonna be uh uh toby mcguire as spider-man then also uh peter parker and miles morales from into the spider-verse both of them uh, all right then i'm going to say um uh, MCU Iron Man and MCU Captain America. What am I at? Five? You're at two um, more. I'm trying to divert from... Oh, you know what I actually really like? I forgot to bring this up in my comics, but I, uh... When did it start? Like, 20, the 2014 or something Black Widow comic series was fairly good, or I don't remember the year, but let's say Comics Black Widow. Um, All right. And I'll do um uh I want another com I want another comic one, but that would just be Spider-Man again. No, I'm going to do um um wait is there a big hero i haven't oh i will do um no i'll do comics Hulk. i'll do comics hulk uh because I've, I've read a little bit of planet hulk oh yes i think it'd be good in there all right there we go so for me my first two just because i need to see these two interact yeah is spider-man from the 90s animated series and Spider-Man from the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. Oh, yeah. Then I will choose Wolverine from the 90s X-Men cartoon. Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Bill Bixby's Hulk. Uh, Marvel, MCU Captain America. And I will do... The Thing from the oh. Tim Story Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Cool. All right. Now, you have to erase a version from the DC multiverse, a version of a hero you have to erase. Okay. They have to die and can never come back. Which one is getting it? So a, a hero specifically um, from throughout the DC multiverse. Oh, so wait, so the hero? I was starting to think of just an iteration of it. You mean the hero? Period, like that? No, I of uh, okay. iteration of a hero. Got it. Okay, that's easier. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do this. A version you'd want to die, so they don't come back, and a version that makes sense to die. Okay. Um. Uh. I guess I could say, um, Henry Cavill is Superman. He can stay in, stay in the Witcher, um, for now. <laughs> um. Is so he that... dead because you want him to die, or because it makes sense? That's gonna be that's gonna be the want. Okay. Um, 
just for what I, you know, I think that we can move on from that era of Superman. Um, let's see, what makes sense? Um, this one might be a little harder because I thought of one that makes sense to die. Yeah. Yeah, that one's tough for me. Um, answer, uh, if you want to answer yours first... All right, for me, from throughout the DC multiverse, who would I want to have die and never come back? I'll say it's uh, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... No. <laughs> and for me, the one that would make sense to die would be Brandon Routh's Superman. Because oh. you look at it, that is like a tragic version of the character it almost would make sense like if like Tyler Hoechlin Superman was in trouble he would kind of push him out of the way and give his life to save the multiverse yeah interesting yeah I don't have I don't have a good enough authority to say who I think would make sense to die um like my only thing and this would not be a wish but like i mean it like if the like wonder woman trilogy ended that way i could see a storyline that gets there but i I don't know it makes sense but all right so which hero from the marvel multiverse would you want to have die we won't do the what makes sense because brandon rath was the only one i could think of yeah even though he's great in the role but yeah. which version throughout the multiverse are you going to kill off of the Marvel multiverse? Um, I have one, and I actually wonder if it's the same one. Um, mine is probably um, MCU Hulk, or I should say specifically Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes, well... For me, I will go into the animated realm. And for me, the one I would have killed off to never return would be Spider-Man from the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon voiced by Drake Bell. Oh. (laughs) It just... He was so... It was like comedy written for like five-year-olds. But in a way, it almost makes sense. Like he lived life so happy and whatever that... Almost yeah. makes sense that he should have to give it up tragically. You're right. <laughs> All right. Next one. In terms of Spider-Man movies, whatever iteration we have coming forward, whether it be Spider-Verse or a new live-action version, who would you like to see first? Craven the Hunter make his first appearance or the return of Doc Ock? Hmm. I might have to get back to you after I actually read the Craven arc, but <laughs> um I kinda wanna say Doc Ock. I, I kinda want another version. Um I don't know. Yeah, for me, Craven the Hunter is a character and Mysterio, but you know, whatever. Craven <laughs> and Mysterio are ones I want to see in li- a live action movie. 
but I yeah. can't pass the return of Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him come back so bad. Yeah. That is like the version. That's probably my biggest regret of the Andrew Garfield movies is, man, I wish you could have seen him face Doc Ock. Right. And we know Doc Ock exists because in at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, you see his tentacles. Right. So that's what I would have wanted to see. Shame. All right. You can pick one other Marvel hero to appear in Spider-Verse 2. One non-Spider-Man character to appear in Spider-Verse 2. Which one are you choosing? Interesting. Okay. Um... Um... Not Iron Man. We've had enough of that. (laughs) Um... Actually, hmm. I was thinking Captain America, but now I'm actually thinking like it, just because it would look, it might look really cool in that style of animation. But the Hulk might be interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me, I can't pass it up. I'd want to see Wolverine. Ah, uh, yeah. That would. Yeah, be I would love to really see good, Peter B. Parker had to explain to Miles who Wolverine is. Yeah, he's, he's a friend. Sometimes he's an enemy. He's an he's a friend of me. Get it, Miles? <laughs> yeah, like your uncle, Pete. That's too soon. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Which would you rather see first in a Batman movie, The Court of Owls, or The Return of Two Face? Interesting. Um. Well, I guess my feelings similar to Doc Ock, I, I can't pass up the return of Two Face. Yeah, for me, last time I saw like a live action version of Two Face was in Gotham, but that was like season two. Yeah. And boy, I I would love to have Two Face like be a full main villain in a movie again. Yeah. All right, now what's uh, an additional thing in a superhero movie you don't like, or additional character. What is a character created for a superhero movie that you don't like? And I will say, maybe it would be easier if I say mine first. Yeah. Mine, and I despise this character, Rachel Dawes, from the Dark Knight trilogy. I hate this character so much. Because... It's kind of like they're trying to dangle, uh, oh, here's the Bruce Wayne, here's what Bruce Wayne wants. And she's like, no, Bruce Wayne doesn't exist anymore. He's Batman now. And it would have made sense for him to push her away. And then you have, like, um, the moment in Dark Knight where he's just like, she was going to wait for me, Alfred. Dan can't know. He can never know. And then... um, the, we all remember the horrible moment in Dark Knight Rises. Um, I set you up with a chimpanzee yeah. or brought you back to the world, Alfred. <laughs> I did find someone. Rachel! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I I think those movies would have been better if Rachel's Dawes didn't exist. Yeah. So was it any superhero movie? Yeah. Um, This is kind of a big answer, but... I, as I've mentioned, my I have one criticism of uh, 
uh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> and that's that. I honestly just kind of wish that the the Poison Lady was the main villain. I know that's not the iconic Wonder Woman, but I don't. Isn't that what was her name again? Doctor Poison. That's what's coming to mind, but I don't know. Yeah, that's her. Um, I thought that seemed like a really cool, almost Joker or Riddler, just kind of tricky, cool villain that I would have liked to have seen more of. And then when you look at it, it's almost like Wonder Woman represents like the past, and Doctor Poison kind of represents the future with science and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think that that story would have been cooler and the mustachioed god gentleman was a strange part of that movie to me so honestly they should have just i know people complain about stefan wolf and justice league which by the way people are talking about um oh man doesn't the snyder version of stefan wolf look so much better than the theatrical version but remember they tried to push Justice League's release date, but um, Kevin Sujahara said no for his bonus check, remember? Oh, yeah. But I almost think Ares would have been better like in the Steppenwolf style, just being a CGI villain with a voice actor with a deep voice. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just didn't. It was strange. <laughs> All right, with all this pandemic stuff going on, will the Snyder Cut be moved earlier? Is it possible we could see it in 2020 with how everything Hmm. is shut down, but they're still working on it? Right. I don't think so, but um, that's only because I don't know how far they are in the process. But we could see it a bit earlier, like early, early 2021 or something. I think we might be able to see it in February or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Something like February, March. Alright, what's going to be better? The Snyder Cut or the Whedon Cut? I'll just say this. I I think it's the Whedon Cut. Really? Yeah, I think that a lot of... I mean, he reshot it looks like the Superman stuff, and the Superman stuff is far better than what Snyder had done in his two movies. And I think... I think... We're going to find out a lot. Snyder directed a lot more of this movie than people think. Because remember, Warner Brothers didn't credit him. It's the Directors Guild of America did. And also, there are people saying, well, Snyder said he only directed 20% or something. But this is coming from someone who never even watched the theatrical cut. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think will be better, the Snyder Cut or the Whedon Cut? I think both will be good, but overall, I think the Whedon Cut will turn out to be the better one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I my worry with the whole Snyder Cut thing from the beginning is that I don't like I just don't see there being something there that changes the movie that much. So, yeah, I, um, the only thing that makes me think maybe the Snyder Cut will be better is that there's been as kind of as much time as they want rather than rushing something out. Yeah, um, and again, that's why his Steppenwolf was going to look better. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, I think that'll make it better, but I, I guess I don't think there's going to be that much of a difference. Yeah. I'll say this, though. For Justice League, I mean, having clearly, I think with this movie, it's 
I think it could be considered Snyder's best because he does do a better job from what we've seen in BVS with Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Compared to, like, Superman. Right. All right, two last questions. How would you rank the upcoming Batman movies? We have three, possibly. There's the Snyder Cut, the Batman, and the Flash. I'll go first. I'll say the Batman will be the best, followed by the Snyder Cut, followed by the Flash. Um, just in terms of uh, how good they are, I, I'd have the exact yeah. same order, actually. I'm hopeful about the Batman. Uh, I think Snyder Cut, Batman was one of the, the coolest things in Justice League, so more of that directed by Snyder will be good, followed by the Flash. All right, last question. Com- which version of which TV or movie version of a superhero would you want a comic extension of? Okay. So we've had like um we right now have Batman the animated series continues comic yeah. coming out. So of all of them and we also had Smallville season 11 yeah. comic book. So what would you want to see extended in a comic? I mean, I guess uh it might be a bit of a, a cheat, but uh, seeing, uh, I mean, because I was going to name two, but seeing, like, Thor and the Hulk, like, basically uh, Ragnarok continued as uh, in, a, in a comic line would be really cool. So you choose MCU, Hulk, and Thor? Yeah, I think so. All right, for me... Uh, because they did Batman the Animated Series and Smallville Season 11, they kind of did the two DC ones I would want. Yeah. So I will choose Sam Raimi Spider-Man is the one I would want to continue in a comic. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, so, too. There we go, guys, with our Comic-Con spectacular talking about all things comic books. Absolutely. Fell down the rabble hole a few times, but there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, hope you enjoyed us finally having a comment section, comment, co- comment, comment section, comic sec- segment. Yes, we got there at the end of the episode. Yep, we did. All right. Thanks All for right, listening. So- yes, and as always, forever and ever, even with your comp books, because you know, you'll need them during that long trip down to yep. keep. <laughs> falling down that rabbit hole.